we are we're live have fun thank wow. you <laughs> <laughs> hello everyone and welcome to brigham young money these are your hosts <laughs> introduce yourself <laughs> I'm Sue. He's not guys, because this is the <laughs> girls only podcast today. Yeah, this it's is the rectal passing episode. Oh, <laughs> truly, though. It I don't will. know. Maybe we'll find a way to talk about a man the whole time. We will, actually, and we should. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, to start us off, I am Madison. My qualifications are unfortunately born and bred Utah. And now I live in New York, but you can take the girl out of Utah, but Heavenly Father knows you cannot take the Utah out of the girl. As it should be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I'm Ivy. My qualifications are also born and bred Utah. I think technically the closest to Salt Lake out of all of us, uh, but yeah. still in the suburbs. And now I live in Salt Lake. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, in the avenues, no less. Not to like dox you, but I feel like peak Salt Lake. So. Peak Salt Lake with my rich uh, liberal landlords. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm Suze and I am not born in Utah. So I guess I'm like, I shouldn't be here, but I grew up here. So it's fine. It's allowed. <laughs> I didn't know that. Where were you born? I was born outside DC. Oh. Yeah, I was born in Maryland. So we moved to Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm so political. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. I will say, you had a brief stint in Mormonism, which might make you more Utah than either Ivy or myself. That's true. I mean, you were really Mormon, right? I technically am. Oh, still? I'm, I'm still on the list. Yeah, I need to. Wow. Get, I'm part of the. I'm part of the statistic, guys. Did oh, you grow up? I, I grew up like uh, Jack Mormon. I mostly got baptized because I lived in Sandy, Utah, so all my friends were getting baptized. Oh yeah. I was like, okay. I should do that too. Honestly, same. Like, I didn't know what I was getting into. I was just like, that looks fun. So I never oh, went to church though. Okay. I went to young women sometimes, but I never went to church. You know, okay. I got kicked out of, I got kicked out of um, Sunday school or whatever the fuck Mormons call it. Yeah, it is called primary. Sunday school. Okay, cool. I don't know primary. Yeah, well, because I primary here to people in New York and like they don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but that's West or East Coast elitist for you. Yeah, well, that's because New York is a den of sin. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, they don't know anything about religion. Yeah. They don't have God. Yeah, it's it's true. Um, but I yeah, I got kicked out of primary and I got in trouble in young women's. Um, the few times my grandma dragged me to church and then she learned to stop doing that to me. Um, yeah, love that. It just embarrassed her, I think. <laughs> Good as you should. Yeah, you want, I actually uh, the I got kicked out or in trouble in young women's for a really feminist reason. I will say. Oh really? Was, um, because we were talking about. Um, like, like modesty and the importance of modesty. Mm. And I grew up not Mormon in a household with a mom who walked around butt ass naked all the time. And Me too. Yeah, you know it's great. You know, it's I think it's a, a good experience for people. Um, if not occasionally embarrassing, but yeah, you know, um, there wasn't really this concept of like modesty or like. Mm-hmm that a female body is sinful 
Unless, you know, my mom wanted to throw some weird weight shit onto it, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> but yeah, they, they, in this lesson, we were talking, they were talking about the importance of modesty. And then mm. I was like, very sincerely, like not even trying to cause a problem, but genuinely trying to understand. I was like, but why is this like an issue? Why is this an issue? I was like, I don't understand how come men can walk around without shirts on like they can go running without shirts yeah. on they can go to the pool and they don't have to wear a shirt like why like why should I why should I have to cover up um you know love that the naivete of a child and my cousin and the instructor were like no you know why you know why and I was like no but like what really like why is this an issue and then they asked me to leave and sit outside I and got my grandma love that so love yeah. You know what I always found weird was like when we did do the modesty conversations mm -hmm. in primary or young women's or whatever, it was always framed around like modest is hottest and like you really like you you want to leave some mystery. It was always framed around like how you would come off to like men, you know, when it's like I, I thought that was like the opposite of the point. Like <laughs> yeah no but you're on you're you're totally yeah. right it's, they were like oh it'll actually make men more attracted to you and it's like okay but i thought we were trying to like keep them pure they're like they can't see your boobs but they really they need to think about them They'll think about like it. a lot they have to think about your boobs <laughs> <laughs> like i might as well just get them out then right like yeah. i don't want like to think about them some time <laughs> You're actually making their brain more sinful. Exactly. Uh, like Why don't I up. just like go top? Every time I'm with a man, I'll just like <laughs> lift up my shirt Lash so we can get over with. You know that's legal in New York City, and you left it behind, Suze. I actually um. Do you do I it every day, Madison. Oh yeah, you know my tits are always out, baby. <laughs> yeah, no. When I lived there, um, a couple times I would like I went sunbathing in Central Park or at um Rockaway topless and it, yeah it's totally legal you can do it love that it's allowed okay so like mostly unrelated it's not about modesty but do you want to know like the young women's thing that I think about like literally every single time I shower yes is <laughs> we had a thing that was like here's how you do your personal hygiene and like on the list of things to do it said shave your toes Oh, I do that. <laughs> yeah, I do that. Yeah, but it, they were like telling you, you're like a 13 year old, and they're like, you better make sure to shave your toes so you can yeah. get a husband. <laughs> oh, yeah. Date a girl with hobbit feet. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I shave my big toes. So, but I didn't get that from that. I just got that from like personal insecurity. So that's cool. Yeah, though. they told me to. Oh, do I you? I think I did. No. Oh. That's do wow. you get hair? Me too. No, I I don't get hair. <laughs> Male gaze, oh. Ivy. Male gaze. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Greg's> in the chat. <laughs> I will some Greg commentary for the audience because of course a man has to chime in, but it's okay. This is it's it's okay when men interrupt if it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well known fetishes. <laughs> they are. They do have foot really fetishes. For real. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not speaking from personal experience, yeah, but. I, <laughs> um, I was not to divulge some about your, your personal life that the podcast audience does not know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just of Mormon men. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't date Mormon men anymore. Good. Are you? 
What? Are you sure? I bet you would. No, I no. Bet- I bet you would if the, if the right one came, you would if be the like, right one came along. Listen, if you had enough cash to, I'll convert again. I'll come back. I got my records removed, but I'll do it. <laughs> okay, but what if all of us quickly got married and then we become the next cast of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? The, I oh, they're down a few we numbers. Could. We could do it. We could. That's so true. How how do we find wealthy husbands here? Uh, <laughs> 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 honestly i don't know um we probably have to like spend a lot of time up in like sugar house i feel like no i don't feel like, like, city. like park city. City. <gasps> yeah yeah i'm down oh sundance we'll go to sundance sunday oh yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the real housewives. I don't know. I can't remember their names aside from like Jen Shaw. Um, but the only one that matters. <laughs> that matters. The maybe the best girl boss of them all. Um, oh, and Lisa Barlow. But that's because she taught me about tequila once when I was still a server in Utah. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, doesn't one of them like do something for Sundance? Let's just go hang out there. Yeah, Meredith. Meredith, okay. Yeah. Her store is up there. Oh yeah. Yeah. How many of them are there? I don't know, too many. There's I'm well, I'm still on season one and I know things have changed. I haven't watched it. I just I know it's Jen, Lisa, mm-hmm. Meredith, Heather. Mm-hmm. I, I know she's gone now, but Mary, who yep. is the one that married her step-grandpa. Her step-grandpa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Oh, and then, like, the Mormonist-looking, the Whitney, the blonde one. Oh. With the short hair. There are, like, four blonde ones. Yeah, you can't say Well, that. yeah. I, she's, like, the Mormonist, blondest-looking one, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, this should be Real Housewives of Brigham Young Money podcast. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh my God, Greg Foster is typing. He's typing. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, we're going to just actually start our own podcast now called Yeah. <laughs> we're hijacking the podcast. Um. Yeah. Well, if he was a real feminist, he'd just give it to us. Honestly. <laughs> That's so true. Forever. We're going to have to do this, this coup. Yeah. This, like, this is kind of performative. Yeah. feminist stuff yeah he's like, like oh we'll give them one episode. yeah one to appease the the women folk the females like come on <laughs> i do have to wonder though um i don't know i feel like there should be an audience poll after this podcast is released and it's like basically who which hosts are we replacing like are we a greg are we mm. etc yeah, it's, that's yeah. a very yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Oh, yeah, etc. There's one other ghost. Yeah. Um, I would love to know. Yeah, because I feel like it's like astrology almost. It really like, is, and oh. you know how us women we we be doing our astrology. We love our astrology. We okay, love our astrology. Of which, like, okay, I was talking, not talking. I was thinking, <laughs> and <laughs> I was talking to myself in the car before this because I just started. <laughs> school i started spring semester and i'm taking an econ class like a u.s history slash mm, girl boss literally want to kill myself for doing that i don't know why i did but i was just thinking like 
you know, about all of the lessons we've had so far. And it's only the first week and it's a very lecture heavy class. And I'm just like, this is so made up. Like there, if you can teach econ, you should be allowed to, if you can major in econ, you should be allowed to major in astrology. Like, I don't even believe in astrology, but I'm like, to me, they're exactly the same in terms of being real. Like <laughs> as a student of astrology, and by that, I mean, I have gotten like my chart read um, and done coke off astrology books before. Um, so I know a lot. I would say that I think astrology makes more sense. And like, there's more to astrology than there is to economics. Econ is astrology for men. That's all. Yeah. That's, I put it, put that on a book. Yeah. Say it. Yeah, yeah. I'm being really brave, really vulnerable right now in saying that econ is astrology for men. No, literally, like my I have so many assignments due this weekend, and I want to email my professor and be like, "Listen, I'm a girl, so this kind of isn't my business." Like, yeah. What's that sound? Yeah. Are you guys hearing that? Okay. Well, I can say hope we can fix that in post. Who is that? Oh, I think it's Ivy. Sorry. Wow. It is me. Let's see what I can do here. Hmm. It's just too hot. (laughs) Much like you. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Wow, thanks. I think you're also smart. Oh, wow. <laughs> Me over here. <laughs> it is a feminist podcast. Um, this is a feminist podcast, so, you know, yeah. Anyways. Um, yes. Um, shall but shall also, we go to Oh, no, no. But before we move on, okay. I have one last thing I would like to say because we oh. spoke about astrology. I would <laughs> like to wish happy birthday to <laughs> Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> yes um can you record maybe yeah <laughs> and i will say um that means well that means that guantanamo bay is a capricorn i have a sagittarius, sagittarius moon. Too. i don't know the time it opened so i you know yeah oh my wow. gosh really sagittarius moons. really oh, i was gonna um jesus christ well i'm not a capricorn also a Cap- stag moon. yeah december 25th like guantanamo bay but mm-hmm. yeah yeah but, you know if you have the same moon sign <laughs> that means you'd be like good together no that's not what that means oh it's not true i just made that up honestly <laughs> yeah. i thought that was yeah. allowed well, you could be an econ major with that <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, happy birthday oh. to Guantanamo Bay. Oh, oh. and she's frozen. Oh, no. Oh, oh there you go. All right. <laughs> oh. she's- happy birthday. Happy birthday to Guantanamo Bay. Um, your mother, <laughs> George W. Bush, must be so proud. <laughs> anyway, Thank you. Let's talk about serious things. Yes. Let's go to hell. All right. <laughs> go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so um 
I have such, I've been literally talking to everyone about this who will listen because, and I showed you guys this news article too. So you remember a little while back, um, we had one of those little things that happens every once in a while where a man kills his entire family. And then him. Yeah. Seven people. Yep. The I think so. Is, I am I saying that right? Enoch, Enoch family? That's how he says his name. I, okay. Anyway, okay. That's we're, so true. we're women. We're allowed to mispronounce things. If any that's critique, they are silencing women. So, yes. But <laughs> I do want to be respectful um, because, yeah, seven people murdered. Um, well, I think six people and then the dad committed suicide Mm -hmm. afterwards um but he fatally shot his five children oh five children mother-in-law and wife so yeah seven plus him um awful that this happened down in saint george and it was like last week it was so close and i'm sure you guys have been reading about it Mm -hmm. um but basically like it was two weeks after she filed from filed for divorce from him and he took all of the family's guns from the home because um, apparently, like, she and the kids were, like, trained in self-defense, which, like, in St. George, that's I've been normal, to St. George, I feel like. yeah. I don't know if you guys have been to St. George, but, like, yeah, <laughs> you know how it is. Like, everyone's got a gun and they know how to use it, which, like, based. But in this situation, um, yeah, he took all the guns from the house and then... Um, he basically the family after the murder happened the family of the wife made the argument that um he left the family vulnerable by taking their guns but they said this is a direct quote protective arms were purposely removed from the home prior to the incident because all adults were properly trained to protect human life the earl family said in a statement this is the type of loss that will continue to occur in families communities and this nation when protective arms are no longer accessible and i just first of all i can't believe this was even like published as a news article like out of all the things you could have taken from that press conference like this was the yeah. main deal. I don't know what editor Family was like, yeah, dead. send. Um, uh, and that's because they're trying to take her. Yeah. <laughs> but the, okay, the thing is, though, so the husband, of course, like did take their guns away because he knew like, yeah, like, if I come in there, guns ablazing, they're gonna shoot at me. But at the same time, <laughs> making this an argument for yeah, being like pro second amendment, so stupid. stupid, so dumb. Like, and obviously, like, this is the family of the deceased. So I don't want to, like, call them dumb. Yeah. Like, obviously, they're that grieving a lot. But at the same time, it's, it's like this. Conservatives are always doing shit like this. They're like, oh, like, this is what could happen in a socialist hellhole America. And it's like, this is literally one of the most Second Amendment, Second Amendment friendly states in the United States. Like, this is where this happened. We do not have well, strict gun laws like, here. <laughs> like, yeah. This, the, but also, it's like, they are grieving, guns. and you don't want to be, like, shit-talking because they're grieving, but they're using their relative's death to, like, push that in the news. That's really weird. 
It is. It is. And I kind of wonder if it was maybe like one or two people in the family who said something. And I wonder if yeah. maybe other people in the family are pretty pissed off that this was even said. I don't know. Because, I mean, my family kind of runs the gamut of like, you know, conservative to communist. So, like, I know if something happened like this in my family, like, there would be a few of us who would be really fucking mad. But um, are we allowed to swear on this? Yeah, Sorry, no. I mean, they can too late beat now. Out. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Can. yeah. Good. Anyways, but um, kind of cool. They would be silencing women if yes. we couldn't. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, <laughs> if we could, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Basically, like in the rest of the article, it said um, the Enoch City manager Rob Dotson said local law enforcement was not involved, saying in an emailed statement that police has never had reason and has never had to remove firearms. So obviously, like it wasn't wasn't anyone other than the husband taking their guns which can happen anywhere anytime um so well if i may interject suze i think mm -hmm. also it's easier to pawn off this issue onto onto guns and also that's a very selfish cause as well um instead of kind of getting into the actual issues of you know, I am not the expert. I don't necessarily want to speak on too much of this man's behavior. But from what I've been hearing, it sounded like he had a history of being very abusive. And yeah. unfortunately, um, <laughs> this is a very, uh, you know, this isn't an unheard of response, especially when you look at the stats of, you know, familiacide and family annihilators, it's overwhelmingly men and it's yeah. overwhelmingly men who are faced with some loss or perception of loss. So yeah, it's like a, a loss of control, I should say. So things like losing a job, um, financial issues and someone, a spouse filing for divorce issues with their children and that something clicks in some men's brains to be like the way out of this is murdering everybody and mm -hmm. I think that that is a much more difficult issue to grapple with than just being like oh it's because we took some guns they took the guns away this is what yeah. happens when you don't have guns no mm -hmm. it's, I think um you know, obviously, I think America, I, I've i personally probably said this to you both many times, I think America just has a very rotted culture that incites a lot of violence in general. But then when you add on to that, a layer of male entitlement, especially I think male entitlement in Utah is a different beast than what you might find in other places, because there is this religious and cultural backing to it that is very, very strong. And yeah, the, that you would have a man just react to that of like this, you, you yeah. can't take this away from me. You can't yeah. change anything from me. So yeah. your life has to end. So I can have mm -hmm. my, my sense of control. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of think, I kind of feel like men see their families as like, their property like this is my legacy 
This is, you know, this, these people belong to me. These are not individuals. Like, yes, they're my children. Yes, this is my wife. But first, they are mine, you know, before they're their own. And yeah, I, I kind of agree with you when you're like, oh, this is being taken away from me. You react, they, they lash out physically and become abusive. And <laughs> well, and I think it's really interesting. Just, you know, I've had my dabbles in Haven't being a all. true crime girly. And <laughs> <haven't we all? laughs> whom amongst us? Unfortunately. But when you do, do start looking at, and this is a layman's perspective of somebody who's read some articles before, but when you look at the breakdown of these things, women are far less likely to become, you know, the family annihilator. And yeah. generally speaking, in the instances that they are, they are usually precipitated by really depression. Yeah, <laughs> really massive yeah. like mental health issues or a reaction to mm-hmm. long term abuse. So yeah. I think the motivations behind yeah, it. Yeah, well, are I, you know, telling. and this comes back to mm-hmm. Twitter. It always comes back to Twitter. But like all the time recently, because people quote tweet it, like making jokes about it, but this shit on like trad Twitter of these men who are like, you, you no one needs a, a bitch anymore. You want a beautiful wife. And she's like standing in a field pregnant, like hugging their 50 children. He's like, a real man wants a family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they're so obsessed with like, no one wants a family anymore. It's like, that's the wholesome thing to want a family, which is just like a way for them to have a bunch of people they can own. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't even want a family. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's like you you don't even like women like and you want a wife. <laughs> you don't even you seem to want children, a lot of children for somebody who seems to have so much disdain for ever spending time with said children or ever actually parenting them. You Those sure want Twitter a lot accounts of are so wild yeah. to me. They're the same ones who also post like what happened to architecture with like you know, Notre Dame next to like an art installation oh, yeah. that's not a building at all. Like, <laughs> well, literally, it's like things evolve. Like, it's, I don't know why it's such a difficult concept for some people to wrap their heads around. Like, we don't make buildings with giant marble columns anymore because yeah. it's not. We know now that earthquakes happen. Like, like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> do you expect every person to live in some like no esque I want to see where those guys like at their style? Like is that only your home? Yeah, right. Some <laughs> stained mattress. You know for a fact that in it on the floor, they do not have a good home. No box spring, no bed frame, just I'm, vibes. I'm <laughs> I'm really sorry to take it back to that, like, you know, mid-2010s humor of, like, man have no bed frame. But, like, it's genuine. I and truly feel in my heart that guys like that, if they are not married, they are in the most substandard living conditions imaginable. And they put themselves in. I want a farm off the grid. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's not their... Yeah, right? (laughs) 
Oh man. Um, yeah, just insane. Like mm-hmm. I would love to actually do a deep dive into one of those guys' like houses. I would love to, mm-hmm. you know, that guy on TikTok who's like, can I see your apartment? Dude, like, I would writers. love to do that with one of them. On um, MTV. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Misogynist <laughs> edition. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Ivy, would you like yeah, to? Yeah, okay. So, like, discuss your, she was texted the chat story. earlier and was like, all right, everyone, what headlines are we going to do? Here's mine about the eight people dying. And I was like, oh, God. And so I was like, <laughs> I like went and I looked at the Tribune's <laughs> Twitter page and I thought about like that thing where the Mormon church photoshopped that like really beautiful painting to make the lady more modest. I thought about doing that one. Uh, but then I did, I did big brain and I went and looked at Salt Lake City on AP News. Uh, and I, I saw something that is one of the most hellish things I can imagine as a resident of Salt Lake City, which is that uh, we're more, almost certainly going to get some Olympics in the next 12 years, maybe sooner than we thought, because apparently Sapporo, Japan, a oh. uh, fun joke that I thought of is, haha, it came mm-hmm. down to Salt Lake and Sapporo, uh, similarly to the beer choices I had at a bar last night. Sapporo was a was a last one of the last candidates. Um, <laughs> terrible joke. Uh, but yeah, the well, Olympics well. may be coming back, which is a mess. It's a nightmare. Maybe we would get more public transit but other than that like I can't even imagine so I was six years old when the Olympics were here before uh and so I was completely unaware of it the only thing I was aware of Madison are you the person that I talked to about (laughs) the songs that they made us sing you can't do oh Oh my gosh no we (laughs) talked look look Whenever anybody That's says what you think. 2002 Olympics. <laughs> they're going to make me sing oh, 2K2 you they're gonna make the you sing again? Ma- Is that a- Mall again. And I'm going to be jealous. That's how I learned about hand warmers <laughs> was when we went to go perform oh, at the cool. Gateway Mall. A kid had hand warmers and I was so jealous of him. I thought it was a rich person thing. <laughs> oh okay, my god. I go to 2K2 because, you know... Mm-hmm bump it, jump it, sky it, fly it, like that, that bullshit. But mm-hmm. the other thing is the dance. Oh my God, yes. The ice, um, the ice skate. They look where like, like snowflakes that look like cake. Remember? around the rink and that kid became like, I think high school musical. High school musical. Uh, no, anyone yeah. listening oh to God. this podcast i like beg of you to look up the opening ceremonies for the 2002 winter olympics because it like it looks like this child is being chased down by clan members like dressed as snowflakes it's crazy (laughs) oh i didn't live in utah during the olympics so all of this is new information to me because i was like Maybe how old is it in 2002? No, I don't know. you're younger Seven, than me. Probably. I'm not going to do that math. <laughs> how old am I? 25. Okay. <laughs> I was five. Thank you. 
Okay, I was like five or six. Anyways, but I like every time someone talks about the 2002 Winter Olympics here, it honestly sounds, and I'm sorry, this is like going to be a cancelable take from me. It sounds fun. And I'm like, it's, it just seems like there was a lot of chaos, but like fun chaos. Um, traffic, yeah, horrible, obviously. So something but, like, funny, that's though, the only downside I can is, think like, of. the reason that Sapporo is, like, not focusing on it anymore is because there's some scandal from Tokyo, like, bribing to get their Olympic spot in 2020. Uh, and so the mayor is, like, thinks that that's, like, solely their good name, mm-hmm. you know, the name everyone knows, Sapporo, Japan. Um, but the funny thing is that there was a bribery scandal for the Salt Lake ones in 2002, and Mitt Romney was involved. I always think about my my first boyfriend in high school. His brother was. worked as, uh, in the archives at the University of Utah Library. And he was always like, we have all these pictures from like the hearings and like from the IOC stuff. And like I have some I have access to some embarrassing pictures of Mitt Romney eating ice cream. He like told me that. I never saw them, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Michael, wow. can you get still have in those. touch with him, please? Yeah. <laughs> we need those photos no like we need those photos and i need those just we as and the three of us we the people need these photos this democracy yeah <laughs> but i will say okay mitt romney shady man i know that that's really controversial of me to speak with you Romney um really coming out of left field with that one but no I I don't know I (laughs) would no god (laughs) but not that desperate Jesus (laughs) so what I was going to say that isn't about sex because some of you are sorry Okay, I was going to say that the Olympics are profoundly they really are and an evil yes. institution. Fucking evil. They shouldn't exist anymore. Um, I have been following for a while No Olympics, and it's about LA. I mm-hmm. would recommend following them on you know social media and whatnot because they've collaborated to bring a lot of awareness of how the olympics works to displace yeah i mean it's like um, how it was with guitar with the world cup this year yeah yeah well and then the olympics also brings in this added issue of a lot of sex trafficking too it's a i mean oh oh, yeah the world cup the olympics things like that massive but oh it's terrible too yeah and it's it's disgusting so to me, looking at that happening in Utah, um, when it's like, okay, we already have these issues with there isn't housing available in Utah. There, uh, or affordable There's housing, plenty, plenty I should say. There is a housing crisis happening. There's plenty of the luxury ones, yeah. So there's a housing crisis happening. I look at the issues with stagnating wages, which is, you know, happening across the country, but I know what it's like to deal with that in Utah and to the issues with pollution um, and how many neighborhoods are getting or talk, there are talks of them getting bulldozed for future developments. Um, mm-hmm. 
And we already have these issues with the inland port. All of these things just are like compounding upon each other that it's like, how much worse would the Olympics make it? Yeah. That would probably exacerbate pollution so much more to have all of that, all the tourism coming in, all of the construction and everything that would that building new arenas and all that should necessitate yeah all of that's it. why I say, like maybe the only good thing to come transit. out of that's it would the be only like thing that i would look public forward transportation to. because tracks yeah. needs to step it up yeah oh my gosh if i could like make one decision like one executive decision for utah it would be to <laughs> like improve tracks and make I mean, it yeah and even the buses as hell because like, that would they don't have transit on the so, west side like that's it yeah they need something there no yeah yeah oh well, my and they God. need to expand yeah. the hours too i can't tell you how many times when i was um when i was living in glendale and i was going to westminster and i worked at red lobster so that's all in Sugar House and how many times I wound up getting stranded downtown because you know one bus was a little late and then the, my connecting bus they stopped service at eight o'clock I'm yeah. sorry you stop public transit at eight o'clock yeah it's insane I mean maybe they've changed it since that happened but that was stuff that was happening to me multiple times and yeah. just in general not very good routes Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not a lot. This of is like a very short yeah. aside that I have, yeah. which is: Do you guys know that the city of London like mm-hmm. shuts down way, way sooner than you would think? I learned this because I almost pissed my pants last month because I couldn't yeah. find somewhere it's to like pee at midnight. It was only midnight, <laughs> and the only place you know what saved me: a kebab restaurant. A kebab restaurant. Some nice men what? from like i don't know where they were from um but they had this kebab restaurant you know the the menu had a bunch of things spelled wrong and the pictures were like probably stock photos and they saved my life (laughs) but yeah of course that's crazy this is my side i was thinking about how it's yeah yeah i remember going to london and like their the tube shuts down at like midnight or 1 a.m and like just being shocked by that it's and everyone like, that's normal uh, for them i don't know I, I just think all all public transportation should be accessible 24 hours um like new york also but, before and free that's i have true. to i have Unlike to do an aside york. one more time before i forget while we're talking about <laughs> the olympics i have to push the agenda have have yes. either of you seen the tokyo <laughs> olympiad so in the 60s no. When they had the uh, Olympics in Tokyo, 64, I think. Uh, so that Nazi lady had made the movie about mm-hmm. um, the Olympics when they were in Germany, right? It was like huge propaganda thing in, in the 30s. Um, and so Japan went, mm, we would like a fancy movie about our Olympics. And so they hired this guy who was like a filmmaker and he filmed it. Oh. And um, the, the government went, no this is art. We don't like that. Let us edit it. And so they like made it like a boring thing, but they've since like restored the director one and Criterion released it. Um, and I highly recommend everyone watch it for one scene. The whole thing is really cool to watch, but when they're doing the opening ceremony and all of the countries are walking around, everyone is like doing their thing. They're like marching, they have their flags. It's really cool. And then America comes out and everyone is wearing cowboy hats. And they are all running into each other. 
They're like <gasps> tripping and like falling and running. Into, it's amazing. They can't walk straight. They're all, all of them are wearing cowboy hats. I, it, it's, it's astonishing. I highly recommend if the Olympics come here again, we better do the cowboy hats. <laughs> we should do the cowboy thing. Absolutely. I love, I love American culture. Me too. <laughs> I, I don't want our Olympians to look like elegant and imposing or sleek or fashionable. Like, no, I no. want Olympians walking out in the most garish, mm-hmm nationalistic shit imaginable because i think That's what they are. The, the olympics are they're a farce i Chaps. don't like them obviously so all of our olympians should wear yeah i think that it's like why why aren't the olympians walking out in fucking bedazzled cowboy hats like red white and I blue agree. motherfucker that's what i want to see you know also that movie like, go big is go a home. great way to watch if you yes, want to watch men fail at like little tap and be really disappointed and if you Let's make if you want to see some like really artistic kind of sexy mm, gymnastic shots of like men on the bars so yeah watching failure and then also Uh some uh sexy gymnastics I don't like watching men fail at small tasks because it angers me how angry they get like they'll like mess up the tiniest little thing and then they'll like haha your life's work and you just lost it Because you like yeah. p- pulled your hamstring yeah. or something. <laughs> God. Okay. Can I just say one thing? Another cancelable. Sorry. Another cancelable take. Um, the Olympics do come to Utah. Listen, I know the corrupt institution. Like, yeah. so many problems. The sex trafficking. That's a bummer. Oh, that's a bummer. Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> it's a bummer. It's a bummer. As someone who lives in Utah and is single, I think it might be really good for me personally if they did come here. Um, you should so I'm thinking only of myself. Um, are they? Are there? <laughs> you know, are they? I don't want to. Are they? They're going to be canceled again. <laughs> That's not a are fun they, game. You know. Glam and then also like pairs. It's like, are they dating or are they siblings? Like, I don't know. Well, you know, yeah. if you can find one that's straight, I think you should date. Them. Oh my gosh! Yeah, thank you. I'll try for you, Ivy, not for me, um, but for you. Yeah, <laughs> I want. Right. I want you to date an athletic man, Suze. Uh, I have, and I will again. Uh, but I want an Olympian. Oh, I think that'd be okay. Fun to have. Well, I mean, what if they're like a professional? I like could an see MLB you being an MLB wife or a soccer player or something like that. I really, I want to be an I've MLB wife. That's considered... dress up cute for the Mets games. Oh, that would be cute. We we have the bees mm-hmm. here, and I don't. Just, I mean, that's my league, right? Really it's not, Wait, it's guys, if I was a sports wife, what sport would it be? Jazz That's because so you're like not just, but basketball because you're tall and I feel like a yeah basketball be, player, like tall. Would see That's you great. Like, I would like perfect. to sire a basketball son. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> you know what, Suze? I bet you could be a really good hockey wife. I think you could be a hockey mom. Oh as my well. god! Thank you. I literally. Yeah. 
both both yeah. no same. like I literally so I was actually talking to a hockey player this is a weird aside for a while like we were talking on Bumble for like a week and he was so cute and then he just stopped responding to me I was like honestly really devastated but he was on the Grizzlies Dylan, Hi Dylan. Hi. Hey. if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> text me back um <laughs> yeah text me back finally no don't um, do it do not cut, cut that out, out Greg um <laughs> Madison yeah. yeah do you have anything to share with the class I love you guys how much too. I love you ladies oh, oh also I have a story like a hellish news story yeah welcome to hell <laughs> um or Jahannam that's hell in Arabic um oh yes it's in Arabic <laughs> recently <laughs> It's one of my, my worldly ones. So, wow. Yeah, are you saying <laughs> Yeah, you know, I can say like five words in Arabic, a couple sentences in French and German and Spanish. Yeah. yeah. This That's woman's true. a fed. Okay, somebody works for the NSA. Yeah, okay. The Spanish- yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the NSA database in Utah. Yeah, I was like instrumental in setting that up. Um, no, the Spanish I know includes like, will buy me a drink and where do you want to take me tonight? So I practiced real hard before. <gasps> that. Madison, that's a little saucy. <laughs> Don't worry, I didn't use it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. Let's talk about serious things. Yes. Um, Spencer Cox creates entrepreneur in residence so basically what the governor of utah has done is he has created a pro bono position um Mm -hmm. called an entrepreneur in residence and it's gone to brad bonham i'm hope i'm i don't think that there's another way that's what the led zeppelin guy yeah no i read about his name was said Mm-hmm. I think that's why I'm yeah. like Bonham. Yeah, Bonham. Yeah, yeah. H-R-C. Bonham Carter. Oh, no, Utah are doing related. <laughs> yeah, Brad Bonham. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can't take credit for it. I'm not trying to take credit. I'm trying to work his jokes in seamlessly. Um, oh, but I'm sorry. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so Brad Bonham. Um, so he also made donations to Spencer yeah, Cox's campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, a 2022 year-end campaign finance report from Cox shows Bonham and his wife gave Cox's campaign $50,000 in 2022. The donation was one of 13 other contributions, totaling over $163,000 from cool. other supports made to the campaign. So awesome. you might be wondering... <laughs> is Brad Bonham a nepo baby? And yes. I think the answer is yes. So, but Cox, on the other hand, is adamant that this is not him rewarding a a supporter, rewarding someone yeah. for their donations. Yeah, he's making his life harder. Yeah, that's exactly what giving he's him doing. a job. Yeah, <laughs> he's making his life harder by giving him a job. That is advisor to Ryan Starks, um, the executive director of the governor's of uh, the governor's office of economic That's a lot of Wow! So I have to wonder, as somebody who does not know how governments work, really, 
this just seems a little shady if I'm being honest. So well, Brad Bonham, he's also given like thousands of dollars to like Mike Lee's campaign as well. Like very conservative, very just not a trustworthy man, in my opinion. So what was it? Economic opportunity? Econ, economic, econ, econ, astrology. Hmm? Full circle, wow. it's not real. It's shady. This Full is, circle. It's money it's laundering. W- <laughs> yep. Yeah, probably. Unironically, <laughs> like, probably. Unironically, yeah. that's probably what's something that's happening. Sidebar, where's the office of yeah. astrologic opportunity? I would come back to Utah if government <laughs> disappointed me in the astrologers. That's, that's very, so. like, Victorian. Not even, like, <laughs> no, 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 like, Renaissance. Of, like, the court astrologer. No, that's very Reagan. No, that's, <laughs> really, no, that's Reagan-era shit. That's true. Reagan has to read the stars to tell us how well, the economy yeah, is no, going to turn out for real, though. Wasn't she, like, way into astrology? That's wild. Oh, both of them were, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they had a White House astrologer. Like, we need to return to that tradition because I can be living my dream. Um, somehow, this is under the, I like, this imaginary scenario that I just barely came up with that I am the White House astrologer. But anyway, point is, um, so Bonham, just for a little more context, uh, he's the founder of Walker Edison, which is a furniture company, and he now run, runs Bonco. Um, which is a company that invests in startup and real estate development. And he serves on the Go Utah board, which focuses on promoting economic opportunities in Utah. And that's within the governor's office of economic opportunity. So this is all very incestuous here. Obviously, it seems like there's going to be some self-interest for him to be involved in this as a businessman as somebody who's obviously really conservative and donating to conservative campaigns. But the other thing I kind of wanted to touch on with this is I think it's really funny, this emphasis that Spencer Cox seems to be placing on, you know, this economic opportunity when you consider all of the massive layoffs that have been happening on in Silicon Slopes um, with uh, this place. This has a terrible name. Qualtrics. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know yes, some people Qualtrics who work for Qualtrics. I don't think they got laid off, with. but that's insane. They own the jazz. Uh, yeah. The Qualtrics guy owns the jazz. Um, well, why can't they own a better name? Qualtrics sounds like, that sounds it like does, a medication though. for an STI. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, it does. So they don't, they should think of these things. Okay, but so these layoffs, um, it has been said, I was reading a few, a different handful of articles on this, but so the layoffs are expected to increase um, as these funds, all the investment funds start to dry up and interest rates are increasing. Um, Consumers are also buying less and have different needs now. So it sounds like we're in the middle of a fucking recession. No. No. No, right? It sounds like I'm going around saying, like, these layoffs are happening because we're in a recession. Or did I see Um, somebody talking? (laughs) Maybe I made this up. Uh, Maybe I saw somebody talking on Twitter. (laughs) I don't know shit about economics. Um, 
about how there's literally like a, a council, like it's Star Wars. It has to be like, yes, we're in a recession. <laughs> the council. Oh, yes. Yes, that's true. And we've met all of the criteria, but two for the past like three years now. So we're just waiting for, and I, I can't tell you off the top of my head what the criteria is, but we're waiting for the other two to hit. And then we can officially be in a recession. So fingers crossed. I would like to not be in a recession. But I also have to say, it's like, okay, so you've been waiting for three years for the other two criteria to apply. Yeah. At what point does the longevity of the other, you know, the other boxes we're checking, at what point do those actually just start outweighing what we're missing? Let me... You're you're the... economic oh my gosh too. if i can find it yeah. i know well I, it's only my first week out here okay <laughs> well well since you're looking that up i do want to throw out um, a quick stat so in 2022 at least 15 utah companies 11 in the final three months of the year laid off staff according oh my to gosh layoff tracker layoffs.fyi um qualtrics is the first utah-based company to join the list this year so to me, what is, and I think that this just kind of keeps circling back to a few things that we've mentioned. Things are not good in terms of, in, in terms of the economy um, and in Utah's economy right now. So to have the governor's office just kind of like almost blatantly pulling this bullshit of like, yeah, here, we're going to have our entrepreneur in residence. Meanwhile, layoffs are happening. You're, you obviously have a consumer base if you want to be a little, you know, crass about calling people that. You have a consumer base that can't afford to fucking consume right now. Why are you – maybe the economic opportunities that you're focusing on for businesses no. are a little misguided. Who would have thought? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and um, – I, sorry, just one aside about um, his business is that in 2022, in like April, before he was even appointed to this position, and I didn't even know this was a thing, it was named, um, the Walker Edison was named Utah's International <laughs> Business of the Year by Spencer Cox. Fucking Obama putting the Medal of so, Freedom on himself. Like, they don't even, they're not even trying to hide yeah no it really it literally is like a circle jerk up in there like just like grab a dick and join in you know like damn it, for guys if you if you donate enough money to spencer cox's campaign like nepo, you baby. too can be on yeah yeah mm-hmm. exactly you well, can be his nephew for guys that are you know i think a little uh, maybe no. secretly homophobic <laughs> They sure are very interested in you know, sucking each other off up there. Wait, did you guys see that True. Rolling Stone yes, article ma'am. that they did about Cox? No. No, it's not Rolling Stone. Why did no. I say oh, Rolling they did Stone? Rolling Stone. Was that- yeah, wait, is this the one well, where yeah, he's but, like, talking so about the article being a starts, The lead is like, he's talking about, they're like, He's different than other Republican governors because he's like, I think Tucker Carlson is mean. And then at the end of the article, they're like, he's like, I don't know. I don't know him. I bet he's a nice guy. Like, that's like the end of it. Is it a quote of him being like, I bet he's nice if I knew him. 
<laughs> that is the most on-brand Spencer Cox kind yeah. of waffling. I can't believe I've I said ever. Uh, anyway. Wow. Yeah, he's like, I love gay people. And then like 10 minutes later, he's like, except for I, when I don't, <laughs> which is all the time. <laughs> you got to play both sides. <laughs> so be bisexual? Madison, bisexuals don't exist. <laughs> be real. <laughs> wow, I can't wait for somebody to isolate these clips and um, <laughs> my political career. Everyone knows bisexual <laughs> is just a stop on the way to gay town. That's a yeah, quote from Sex and the City. Oh, really? I think that was- <laughs> Glee versus Sex in the City. It's <laughs> um, but do you guys remember? I'm sorry. Like every time I think about Spencer Cox, I just think about in summer. What was it? 2021 when we were that in was, a drought and yeah. He and then also last year he was like, rain. "You don't need to rinse your dishes off before putting them in the dishwasher. Just scrape the food into the garbage, save some water, and put them straight into the dishwasher." <laughs> Thank Which, you. like, yes, thank you for reminding people that, yeah, you should scrape the food off before you put the dishes in the sink. But also, have you considered legislating? More importantly, have you considered that people have shitty dishwashers? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he a, wouldn't understand that. He's never lived in yeah, he has his governor a shitty Salt Lake apartment. He probably keep anything. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he, he doesn't need to know, That's though, because true. he probably has somebody doing it for him. That's true. Remember, That's true. Uh, listeners, Ivy and I at one point lived together. I, I have also lived with Yes, but Ivy, you remember when we lived together, we did not have no? a dishwasher. So, like, I don't know. I also remember that you had Fox, the hot for the now? <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, <laughs> oh no yeah this well, very tall russian man very nice <laughs> of course oh speaking of russian and like no 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 this isn't gonna be political i mean it could be but no they're this amazing little russian like grocery store in south salt lake it's like in this building, it looks a little sketch, and you would never know it's there. It's like in the second floor of this building. I know what you're you talking about. There? You know what I'm talking. Okay, yes, yes, yes. About, yeah. So first of all, I when I lived in New York, there was this Russian like pelmeni place, and those are like Russian dumplings, and they're so delicious. And there's this pelmeni place that I used to go to all the time. It was so so good. And when I moved back to Utah, I was like, oh man, I really am craving this, but there's no Russian food places here. And then I googled it, and I found this sketchy little Russian grocery store. And it looks like it's family owned. And um, anyways, but they make, they, they like, the, the food is homemade. They make their own like black cherry cake. They make their own pelmeni and they freeze everything and sell it to you. I mean, not everything is homemade, but a lot of it is. And it's so good. And I just wanted to plug it because more people should know about it. It's called. We um, should go sometime soon. Hold on. <laughs> we should. It's literally you're gonna you're gonna die. It's called Boybochka, L U Y B O C H K A, and it's in South Salt Lake. 
it's so You're like hashtag and I can't believe more people don't know about it but yes hashtag ad this is not even sponsored sorry you just reminded me because we're a local business I, I think we should support, support small local businesses, <laughs> support local businesses. Um, right one of those definitely those local businesses as Greg thankfully reminded me oh um is the alfalfa farm supporting is Spencer Cox's alfalfa farming and that is the crop using two-thirds of Utah's water supply so yes when you next hear the governor telling you to pray for divine intervention um for rain remember that he is using two-thirds Who of would have Utah's thought? water supply yeah <laughs> also, it's George consumes more water than Las Vegas does Really? Yeah, I didn't okay, know that. Check. that was something that we talked about in one of my environmental studies classes. But um, uh-huh. Saint, uh, Las Vegas is much better at recycling water, essentially, from what I remember. And um, a lot of St. George's, at the time that we were discussing this in class, St. George had very high water consumption. And um, when there had been this conversation of should we limit water for lawns these fucking republican senators were coming out and being like no no beautiful green lawns shouldn't be reserved for the wealthy oh it's like oh but healthcare should okay (laughs) education should yes you become a communist (laughs) when it comes to lawns i got it god that is like the weirdest hill to die on too like I, I feel like you always know when someone's a leftist because you ask them mm-hmm. their opinions on lawns and they have like very strong opinions. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that's how you know. Yeah. Um, but that is insane. I had no idea how much water St. George used and it's expanding still like super rapidly too. That's ridiculous. I know that there's got to be a point when lawns are going to have to be like banned there or even in the Salt Lake Valley, I feel like, because in the next 20 years, like, the salt lake is going to be dry we're going to be having toxic dust storms our water supply it's already drying up like Mm -hmm. it's just not sustainable and this is one of the things that's also like i mean not that i'm anywhere close to being able to buy a house but if i ever were to i like i would not want to buy one here because it is not going to be you know what will be in the near future park city will still be fine um what? what? So it'll be fine since we're going to be up there as housewives anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With our husbands, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that. Thank you. Well, Thanks for reminding us, Ivy. That's what well, I mean. We didn't talk about that in the group chat. Instead. I'll committed to to do it, so. No, one of the best places, though, and I, I said this before, but one of the best places you can be is right outside Chicago because there's a wealth of natural resources there. They have a ton of water from like the lakes and glacier runoff and things like that. So you're going to be fine in terms of fresh water, which I think is going to be the biggest issue. Um, and also it's really pretty and nice there. And, and Chicago is a great city. They have great Italian than Salt Lake food, so. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much the same. Honestly. And it, the, even the houses, like the right, if you move to a suburb outside Chicago, you can get an affordable house in like a nice area too. So probably. I mean, probably less than Salt I Lake. Honestly, love, I've been doing a lot of Zillow, I love looking at Zillow. research and like F is a lot. 
I love like zooming out it's, on all of so Utah bad, and so being good. like minimum one million dollars. Let's see how ugly this shit gets. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course I have. You've seen the McMansion also, Hell Zillow blog, Gone Wild right? is a great Twitter. Oh my gosh. Um. Oh yeah. I love that. <laughs> right. Well, should we talk about? what we really came here to talk about today mm-hmm. our main segment men men the semen men men so this is actually this like is a, a this is a personal ad we're looking for husbands not passing the back <laughs> if you live in park city i actually mm. am talking to someone who lives in park city right now mm. <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> but yeah um so but we were going to talk about how men aren't (laughs) the the perceived notion that men are not joining leftist causes because there are no male leftist role models right how do you feel about that lady sound off maybe the other thing the whole (laughs) if you have been online recently you might have heard a lot of conversation about men just stumbling down the alt-right pipeline. No faults of their own. Um, (laughs) And all of these conversations of everybody kind of wringing their hands over like, oh man, why are the boys becoming Nazis nowadays? (laughs) Why? Oh, it's because leftists aren't nice enough or they don't have role models on the left, like blah, 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 blah. Uh, Yeah, and so... We figured since we're girls and we're staging a coup and taking the podcast for the day, why don't we discuss an issue pertaining the to the girlies? Which is men. Which is men. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Like, well, I also just think it's so dumb because, A, what do you mean there are no, like, leftist real male role models literally the only leftist i can even think of off the top of my head the streamer are guy the guy like prominent modern day leftist yeah. i should say <laughs> hassan yeah yeah that's the first one yeah. i think of. yeah that's the first one that comes to mind. right and that's, that's terrible. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> saying that red scare is not your role models <laughs> Listen, I only know things about Red Scare because yeah, everything I know about it is again. I, I learned against my will. have said about them. I exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, I have often said, um, not to spoiler alert, me and a friend are discussing honest? starting our own podcast. Sorry. On, I have said that I would like to. Yeah, of course you can be. That's not a question. Um, so. We, I've said repeatedly that I want to do with that podcast to Mormonism what Red Scare has done to Catholicism. Yeah. Um, we need to bring Mormonism back in like a cool new way. Yeah. Like I want to see e-Mormons. Like Mormon e-Mormons. I think it would be... Yeah. Well, we already got those. So we have to like create a whole new yeah. genre. But point being, I like to reference Red Scare a lot for somebody who has never once in my life listen to red spear and i'm gonna keep it that way Uh, like for real i don't know what i'm doing um but yeah when there is this discussion about 
Um, I, it's this discussion about like, oh, there's not enough like male role models. It's like, why, yeah, why do exactly. they need specifically like, a male role model? On- yeah. Yeah. Well, like, A, there are. But B, like, why is that a requirement yeah. for you to, like, and not also, become a Nazi? like, God forbid <laughs> yeah, right? you look at a woman and say, I admire that person. Like. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, it, okay, I will say there is, I will say just in general, there aren't good role models, like, in any <laughs> area. <laughs> Oh, and I'll try to explain myself, but for example... No, no, no. I know what you're saying. I just had a snack. <laughs> I mean, there are, but there aren't. Like, as a leftist woman, like, there aren't really, like, like a ton of other leftist women yeah. that are, like, modern day, like, prominent, you know, people. That, I mean, there are a few, obviously. Madison. I can't name any off the top of my head right now. Um, Madison. <laughs> like, Angela Davis. I, I don't know. Like... I don't know. Dude. Um, I'm just trying to think of like, anyways, but what I mean is as far as in terms of lifestyle mm-hmm. and things like that. Right. Um, and like ways to just improve yourself and like the, the self-help sector, which I think is totally a scam, but those kinds of people, I feel like women do have a lot of influencers and stuff that are relatively harmless that we can look up to in terms of like, oh, like I can do this to improve my life. I can make this recipe. I can do this workout. Mm-hmm. And men, it's like you look at most influencers on the male side of things. It's like this guy will t- give you a good workout and then he'll teach you um, how to manipulate women, you know? Like, yeah. Also like indoctrinate you into far right things. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. I, I do agree with you because I do think that there is this kind of um, – there's this element of a lot uh, where, where I can kind of empathize, I guess, to a point where, you know, say you're like a lonely 18 year old, I don't know, and you are maybe having some issues in your life. And then you get a few good things like that. They always like they, they get you with a few good, solid pieces of advice, like I don't know, basic shit like keeping your room clean or, hey, maybe you should go for a walk and like things that will actually improve your life. But then they start sprinkling in the like, hey, how about you hate women and also start subscribing to white supremacist ideology? Um, Yeah. And so they sprinkle that in really quickly. But I what I find particularly very frustrating, and I think maybe this is in my relationship to the internet and being online is I feel that it's almost expected of any male influencer to have some kind of a political background or like be saying political things versus I feel even for myself, while I don't, I'm not, you know, internet famous by any stretch of the imagination. I sometimes feel that there's this, um, that with women, you either get to be like a fully nuanced person with multiple interests. Like you can be like your little like self-help influencer. You can be a fitness influencer. You can be artistic or whatever online, or you can be political because you cannot be both. And it, there's this very hard line 
that seems that I feel that socially we've kind of drawn it in the sand for women online that it's like you don't get to do both things you cannot be a fully fledged individual and I find that to be very reductive and I feel like even in my very limited experience with clout online I feel that I've kind of been on the receiving end of that it's like no you can't like talk about serious issues and have ideas about communism while also you know wanting to post a pretty picture of yourself every once in a while like you can't you can't be all of those things and then these men have like the audacity to be like uh, or to complain that they don't have enough representation or whatever on so and and like you said i it it also comes back to like how come you're how come we still have to be coddling you when how come there's this big hubbub over like oh men are falling down the alt-right pipeline and everyone's so concerned about that because once again i feel that that just comes ultimately at the expense of women that all of this station and whatnot and all of these think pieces that are put online are still uh, about like oh what can we do to save these wayward boys and yeah, it's important to a point, but it also comes down to it's like, why aren't you ever willing to hold these men accountable? And why does everything have to be like, well, girls, have you tried being a little more polite to them? And have you tried coddling them more and like holding these grown ass men's hands and like walking them out of <laughs> the abyss of hating minorities? Oh, good job. Mm-hmm. You all good job for yeah. not saying slurs. Literally. Oh, good job. I think it's so interesting like I have been like men have said the most disgusting hateful threatening things to me they've done horrible things to me and yeah like we joke and you were like oh I hate men and sometimes I really do feel that way but at the end of the day I have male colleagues and friends and family members that I love and respect more than anything but a woman is like rejects a guy once in like a not so nice way, and suddenly they're like, "No, no, no, oh, no!" Fema- females, women don't, don't deserve when rights. They switch over, um, it's female. Yeah. Females, females, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I just, I don't. It's like you make one mistake, you do one thing wrong, mm-hmm. and suddenly, not even a mistake. But you you treat them as anything less than a perfect little baby boy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and suddenly their entire worldview is altered forever. I just mm-hmm. I I want to understand. Like I mean I don't, but I wish I knew how to counteract that. Mm-hmm. You know, because if we can go through as much as we go through on a daily basis, like like look at my fucking message requests on instagram and twitter like you will find the scum of the earth in there Mm -hmm. if we can go through that much and still be able to see men as people like why can't they do the same for us yeah i don't know and i would say there's just i just very much want men even you know any men who are listening to this i in my heart of heart, don't believe that the vast majority of people are irredeemable. There are a few, but by and large, I like to believe in the human capacity for change, 
for yeah. bettering oneself and bettering others. Um, and it's one of those things that it's like, I don't understand how you can start to, even with leftists, start to believe certain things like, oh, hey, maybe people deserve rights. You know, you're getting into a lot more left-leaning ideology, but being ultimately unwilling at the end of the day to really sit and look at yourself and look at how you view women and your interactions with them and whether or not you are a fair and ethical and moral person in the way that you behave. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Also maybe asking for women's opinions every once in a while, like male, like female friends being like, Hey, you know, I, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think even the most like feminist man, as I've said before, like the one who claims to care about <laughs> women's rights the most and who seems like they really get it, even the most feminist man has some weird hang up about women mm-hmm. and at some point will not treat you. If, if you push them too hard, they will treat you like yeah. you are not a human uh, being. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that we all have experienced that a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I would also implore, it's one of those things I I feel, you know, I'm sitting here making these complaints about men's behavior. And then um, I will be the first to admit that I am the most like, have the most patriarchy brained, I'm the most patriarchy brained person of like, I... And it's something I've had to really challenge myself on a lot of looking at some of the ways that men around me behave and then being like, but I still want you to like me at the end of the day. And I still want, like, I want you to like me. You know, know, I know, for instance, I've mentioned this to you, it's like, I know that some of my, one of my male coworkers is having an affair with a different coworker, blah, blah, blah. Like I'll see things like that and I'll be like, oh my God, like that's so awful. He's cheating on his wife, the mother of his children, blah, blah, blah. Like that's a scummy, disgusting thing to do. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why isn't, like, why didn't he like me? But why, <laughs> why isn't he cheating on his wife with me? Like, <laughs> And that's, and it's something, you know, for any women listening to this, it's something that I really have to catch myself on a lot and sitting there thinking like, you need to deprioritize those feelings. You need to not center that. Um, and it's very, very difficult because I, at the end of the day, you know, I'm a feminist. I, um, it, there's no way for me to not have some of my politics intertwined with men in that it, because of that very capacity. Yeah. That being said, I do not want to live my life and have every ounce of my brain of my being focused on like, well, how do I fix men? How do I make men's lives better today? Yeah. Because I want to do that to somebody who would turn around and, you know, fuck me over kill me do a million other things if i ever cross the line and like that's a very reasonable (laughs) i think like that's a that's a realistic thing that none of this is new like we're going back to like base shit 
but like a lot of the time just like acting like that and letting that uphold yeah. is safer so like my job mm-hmm. for those listening I'm not going to talk mm-hmm. about where I work but I work facing the public at a job that's very traditionally seen as a woman's job and there are a couple of times that I have been up front mm-hmm. with somebody at my job about like this is not okay whatever and they will freak the fuck out and so like a lot of the time I just have to let it happen mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's like let this man like feel like he has some kind of mm-hmm. uh you know uh I don't remember words I feel like he deserves to treat women this way in public or be threatened by him you know mm-hmm. none of this is new talking about it in this way mm-hmm. but like I feel like my brain is so hardwired for it at this point. It does like feel safer. Feels like this is this is the way we know how to act. We know what is going to happen yeah. if we act this way. Yeah. Well, and we also know the cost of stepping out of line. Um, you know, going back to my work the other day, I a couple weeks ago, you know, had a conversation with some coworkers, um, and I was the only woman in this conversation. And they kept asking me some questions and then repeatedly interrupted me, cut me off, things like that. And I kind of was just like made a comment like, oh, like not even angry, which I feel like that's something I could be angry about. But I was just like, man, it's kind of hard to answer your question or, you know, have a conversation when you keep interrupting me. And just how angry all of them got immediately at the implication that they'd been interrupting me and very defensive. And then going back to it and what made me really regretful in that moment, I was like, I shouldn't have said anything because now I'm not the cool girl. Um, you know, for anybody who knows that monologue, but once you let that slip, it's like, Oh, now I'm like constantly angry to you because I, at one moment said like, don't didn't even strongly yeah. say, don't interrupt me, but I make this comment and now Ever since then, it's like, oh, well, I don't want you to get mad at me. It's like, I wasn't even mad at you when I said that. And now, but there are these, um, there are punishments for women when you don't step or when you don't toe the line. Yeah. If men knew how much we coddle them Mm -hmm. on like a daily basis, they would be embarrassed. Yeah. Like if they truly understood (laughs) like the shit that we're constantly thinking about in like you know, whenever we interact with them, mm-hmm. just they they would be embarrassed and ashamed. Yeah. At least uh, the good ones would be the better ones. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, I know we need to get wrapping it up here, but sorry, we got a little, little off um, the topic of yeah men falling down the alt-right pipeline. But I think, oh, I think we perfectly summed it up. Yeah, or maybe we did. I don't know. Um, it's just, I would say if any uh, a takeaway for anybody is why is it so easy for men to fall down this pipeline when they are not when women are not catered to explicitly catered to the same way that men are in these spaces Mm -hmm. when you know oh leftists aren't like nice enough to men or they there aren't leftist role models like women have don't have role models oftentimes leftist spaces can also be hostile to women and mm-hmm. but yet men seem to fall down you know become nazis a little more easily or however it, people are so concerned about it um 
Yeah. And I think it's an important thing for everyone to start interrogating why, really why that is, because I feel a lot of the answers that are coming out are absolute bullshit. I also, I mean, I think it comes back down to like a toxic masculinity thing, where if you have these like younger boys, like they don't feel comfortable, like they can talk to people or open up to people in their lives. And so the first time they see a guy on the internet, be like, you're valid. They're like, oh, thank God. Please speak to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I yeah, it is hard. I'm not like negating the fact that it is hard to be a man or a boy in terms of just like not getting that mm-hmm. oh, um, yeah. encouragement and emotional validation in the same way that women get it. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely like probably one of the main reasons why um, we could probably dissect this forever and ever. But I do think you shouldn't need. Oh, yeah incentives to not be a Nazi, like <laughs> just the default. Um, but anyways, we should get wrapping this up. Um, can you guys tell us where to find you? If yes. You want. All right. Thank you, Suze. Um, mm-hmm. Self-promotion time. Yeah. Thank you, Brigham Young Money, for having us on. Mm-hmm. Thank you, listeners. Thank if you, you made it all the way through this, like, congrats. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Glad you're here. Anyway. For yourself. Okay. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You can find me at, well, on Twitter at Madison underscore Tate, P-A-Y-T. Instagram, Madison Tate. TikTok, Madison Tate. Yeah. I'm not very creative with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I love it. Well. Give me attention. You can find me on Twitter celebrity Gus all one word um like celebrity like famous Gus like the mouse and Cinderella um and on Instagram I'm also Ivy Gus uh Ivy Gus and I'm also Ivy Gus on Letterboxd for you movie movie guys (laughs) (laughs) I I actually haven't been watching a lot of movies but yeah she's a letter (laughs) um yeah i am at the susanna lee t-h-e-s-u-z-a-n-n-a-h on pretty much everything except on tiktok i'm at chocolate hawk three thank you so much everyone follow all of us especially me and everyone go watch the video (laughs) of america at the olympics in japan in the 60s please Yes. And the Utah 2002 opening ceremony. Come on.